0: Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're talking about the disappearance of Benjamin Lott. Benjamin Lott is the African American male missing from Richmond, Virginia. His daughter described him as a brilliant, caring, loving, and amazing geeky father that she misses daily. We believe Benjamin was last seen on September 28, 2008. On this day, he spoke to his girlfriend, and it's reported that the conversation was pretty normal and happy. See, her birthday was around this time, and they were making plans for her to come stay with him in his home for a while to celebrate. See, his girlfriend lived in New Jersey, and again, he was in Richmond, Virginia. They were planning for her to come in just a couple days on September The 30th. At the end of the conversation, he wished her a happy birthday and told her that he would call her in an hour. But this never happened. Now, on September 30th, his girlfriend traveled to Virginia on the train as planned to see him. Now, she hadn't heard from him since their conversation on the 28th, but it's alleged that she assumed all was well. Because during that last conversation, they went over the details of their plans of her coming to stay with him. And everything was good. On top of that, he had a busy job with demanding hours. So apparently not speaking to him before she got on the train didn't seem to alarm me. Now the girlfriend, she made it to the Richmond station and she waited for him as he was supposed to pick her up, but he didn't show. And so she waited and she waited. And as she sat waiting there, she called him on several different phones. She called his home phone, his work phone, his cell phone. But she got nothing. She decided to then take a cab to his home to check on him. She got there. The house was empty. It was completely locked with the alarm system set. The only movement she could see inside was from his cats. Now, it's reported that at this time, the girlfriend thought, okay, maybe something came up at work. See, Benjamin, he worked for a major bank, and he was in the IT department. Now, at this time, his bank was undergoing a major merger. Again, this was in 2008 during the financial crisis in the U.S. where, you know, lax lending standards fueled a huge housing bubble. And so a lot of banks were struggling at this time because they were holding on to a whole bunch of worthless investments and a lot of people were losing their jobs and their homes, especially in that financial and real estate market. So with this in mind, the girlfriend kind of stayed on his porch and waited, thinking that, okay, maybe he's caught up in a work thing and I'll wait here. But as she continued away, and it got later and later, she still had not heard from him, she started to get worried. It's reported that she reached out to someone asking them to email him to let him know, hey, I'm here, please just give me a call. But again, that call never came. Benjamin Avigee was reported six days by family when his employer reached out to them because he wasn't showing up at work, which was completely unlike him. He was a model employee. And what we later find out is that Benjamin's car, a Saturn view, was actually found abandoned at a shopping center just five miles away from his home. The car was towed and impounded around the same day that he was last seen. According to WTVR 6 News Richmond, in an article titled, Daughter of Missing Richmond I Wake Up Hoping to Be Able to See Him. It stated that a K-9 air and marina search was done, but nothing was found. And unfortunately, one, this case just wasn't very well covered, but also, two, he disappeared in 2008. And quite a few links, Kevin's case has disappeared. So, this is literally the only article I could find that talked about what was done in regards to trying to find him. And it's literally only a this on. Now, in the September 2001 article titled, Families Plead for More Information on Missing Loved Ones, It's implied that Benjamin may have been experiencing a mental health crisis. And in fact, it's reported in this article that at some point in time, he was seen panhandling for money. I do want to point out, it's the only article I have seen mention his mental health or mentioning this panhandling thing. And with this case, you'll find details kind of change and missing depending on which article you read. So sometimes it's hard to figure out what actually happened. What is a writer just mixing up people and which dates are wrong or correct? Now, in that September article mentioning the panhandling, they reported that officers contacted nearby shelters and psychiatric facilities as part of their search effort for Benjamin. But again, nothing was found but again only this one article mentions it and they mention it really briefly and just kind of flies past it and goes on to the next point point. and i bring this up because there's a couple different things that change in the story depending on what article you read from things for example like when was benjamin last seen If you go on the Richmond, Virginia official website and look up his case under the missing persons file, it's reported that he's last seen on the 26th, but every other article reports that he was last seen on the 28th. Now, I will say on the official Richmond, Virginia site, it does say last seen by family. There's no mention whatsoever about the last time he was seen in general. And it just seems kind of weird that an official site would use the last time he was seen by just family as their starting point instead of the last time he was seen in general, unless those sightings are unconfirmed. But here's the thing. If those sites are up unconfirmed, that makes it even more confusing because every single article I've read on this case has said the 28th. It's actually only one of the official government websites that says the 26th. And that's not the only change you notice in articles. Now, when it comes to Benjamin's disappearance, that's all the information you'll pretty much find on news sites. However, there's been a couple of people around the web who has done some sleuthing and they found different accounts outside of news stations and official government websites. So one account that quite a few different users on different platforms have found is the alleged live journal of his girlfriend. So there's a live journal account that has been found and multiple different forums have linked this journal to their threads, stating that this was his girlfriend at the time. And I am just going to say allegedly because I cannot confirm that information, though I will say it also appears that Benjamin's live journal was found and he tagged the alleged girlfriend's live journal in some of his posts. So it seems pretty legit, but I cannot confirm it. Now, on her Life Journal account, she has a couple posts about Benjamin and Benjamin going missing. On a post from September 30th, 2010, the user details her account of what happened when she arrived at the train station looking forward to spend her 49th birthday with Benjamin. This user said, like many news sources, that she tried to call Benjamin in various ways and he wasn't answering. She then reached out to someone to email email him and tell him to contact her. She says she then took a taxi to his home and basically spent all day waiting outside his home, which again is the things that we pretty much got from all the articles. Now, where we get more details, the user of this account states that after she got to the house, she did actually try to get into the house. It was just everything was locked and she knew he had an alarm system set up and she did not have the code. She states that at some point in time, she walked over to his neighbors and asked if they had seen his. They said no, they hadn't seen it parked outside in a couple of days. She said one of his neighbors let her use the bathroom, gave her something to drink, and called her a cab to a nearby motel. The writer states that before she left, she taped a note on Benjamin's door and let her know where she was for when he came home. Now, she did give additional details about their personal relationship in her postings. However, and since some of this related to the case and may come off unnecessarily messy, I decided to not talk about those parts in the podcast. But in the post, she does go on to say that both she and Benjamin have struggled with some pain in their life and a post that goes back to October of 2008 around the time that Benjamin actually went missing she posted to the live journal community let them know that hey one of our members is missing and she pretty much gave the same account that she goes on to give two years later except for the one that's posted in 2010 has a lot more intimate details about the both of them now in the post from 2008 she does report that she actually did try to call the police after some time to report Benjamin missing however she was told that she could not report him Senior it had to be a family member. This user goes on to say that she eventually got an email from his boss. It's revealed that, that Benjamin never came back into work. He did text the boss and ask for a personal day, but it was only supposed to be one day. And after that, he never came back to work or even logged in remotely. This user says that she was the one who told his boss that they needed to contact his emergency contact. Now, in some of her postings, the user goes on to explain he not really like hiking through the woods or parks for exercise, and maybe they need a look there. The user went on to explain that his backyard itself was about an acre of wild land with trees and bushes, and they might need to go look either there now again people also believe they found benjamin's live journal account as well and the last post on this page was on september 20th a few days before he went missing but i do want to throw out that i cannot clarify with a hundred percent certainty that this is definitely his account but this user did post a few days before he went missing and his last post was kind of normal live journal talk He made some points about how the financial community was in ruins, and there was rumors that his company was about to go through with a buyout. He mentioned in the post that he believed his job was safe, but he was stressed and he was working really long hours. He then goes on to make a few comments about current politics, and at the time of that post, his mood was posted as exhausted. But overall, the post had no overwhelming tones that would cause one to get worried or concerned or even look back in hindsight and said, oh no, that was definitely a cry of help or anything like that. Now, After Benjamin went missing, a few users from the live journal community wrote posts informing the community about his disappearance. In all the posts I've seen, users were very sympathetic and had nothing but wonderful things to say about him. Some had met him in person at things like Dragon Con and spoke of how nice and caring and just a general good guy that he was and how this was alarming. But one comment on the two October 10, 2008 post letting the general community know that Benjamin was using was posted by the user who is alleged to be his girlfriend. Now, in that post, she did make mention that both she and Benjamin had suffered from head problems and depression. Which again, we later see mentioned in one article a couple years later, but neither the article nor the girlfriend really gets too much into it. Now, when you go into the alleged girlfriend's side journal, she definitely gives you a lot of details about various things. However, sometimes the body is not exactly clear. It definitely feels as if she was writing with tears in her eyes. It definitely feels like this is written by someone in deep emotional trauma, but unfortunately Because the case was not well covered, that's all the information I really got on the case. Benjamin was fine one day having a normal conversation with his girlfriend, and there's no reports of anybody else around him seeing anything off with him. His car is about five miles from his home, and then he's never seen again. And that's it. Well, maybe that's it because now we're gonna jump into the theories. Now, the first theory that I came across on Reddit in their unsolved mysteries area of Reddit, someone did a really good deep dive on this case, but in the comments, someone digged even deeper. I mean, this user should be a PI for the type of work that they did because it was darn good. So essentially this user seems to have found what we believe is Benjamin's YouTube page I cannot verify it with 100% accuracy, however, it does stigmatize him with the live journal that we also believe is his as well. On his page, he has videos of him sinking in things like mud and sand, and it seems to be something that he does pretty regularly. Now that Reddit user did some deep diving and basically found out that user-liked entrapment play where you would get stuck in things like mud and sand and allow yourself to sink down and be consumed by these things temporarily. And this YouTube page has videos that user doing just that. And this Reddit user pointed out that they also found a fetish community that seems to correlate that connect with the live journal that people believe is Benjamin's, and on one of those sites, the user that they believe is Benjamin did discuss wanting to do an entrapment sink utilizing cement. And this led individuals on the net to wonder, is it a possibility that Benjamin went sinking by himself and unfortunately got stuck somewhere and could not escape? Some users point out that if you go to the alleged girlfriend's live journal, she hints around plenty that benjamin liked to be in the wilderness that he liked to walk in the wilderness check out spots that are in the wild and people wonder if as a way to protect his privacy she was hinting at yeah go into the park areas because that's where there might be things like Mudholes, which she would know if that was something that he would do again we do have her talking in one of her posts about him having about an acre of land in his backyard that's just kind of very wild and she even suggested like hey he might have taken a walk there and y'all need a look there in fact in a 2010 post she mentions that one of his favorite spots to sink was in a spot near his house She goes on to say that he always looked for one last sunny autumn day to go to the park and dip his feet in the soft, soggy mud, feel it envelope him as he liked to go sinking in the park near his home. She then goes on to mention how she would love to actually go back to that park to see if she could find anything that he left behind, like a water bucket or a camp chair. Now some users in that same breaded thread were going to say, yeah, no, there's no wilderness near where his car was last seen. However, one user did say that there actually was a park called Pocahontas Park that actually wasn't too far from where his car was found. But also keep in mind his car was only five five miles away from his home. So there is a possibility that yes, his car might have been left there, but he may have went somewhere else. Other users have pointed out that the area where his car was found was still under construction, and some wonder if he attempted to experiment with cement at this site and got stuck. And while some people have played around with that idea, it's important to mention that if he did go somewhere and get stuck in cement, it seems really unlikely that nothing would have been found. A batch of cement that would be large enough to sink a men. man. Many believe eventually workers would have found something to let them know, hey, something large is in the cement. Something has been contaminated. Something's off. And they would have found something, but there's no mention of that anywhere. Some naysayers of this go on to say it could have been a whole cover-up thing where this was a new construction of a shopping area and nobody wanted that to get out to the press and blah, 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 blah. Players even went on to say that they believe that maybe this is why police and family did not make a big deal over this case and why the case was so poorly covered because something may have happened with the cement in that area and it was all a conspiracy to cover it up for the owners of that site to not get bad publicity and the family to not have to worry about details of his enjoyment of sinking getting out to the public. But here's the thing. At least 65% of the stories I come across have family members that say at some point in time, they tried to get news stations to cover their loved one's story and they just couldn't get anyone to cover it. They tried to organize searches and nobody in the community really showed up that they've tried to reach out and no one was interested in covering their story. And so a lack of the story being heard and told out to the media is not necessary on the family. A lot of times these families try and they just get no traction and don't know what else to do to try to get their loved one's story heard. And you got to remember guys, again, this was back in 2008. Yes, we had social media, but it wasn't used the same way that we use it now in 2022. And you know what that said? There are articles quoting Benjamin's daughter as that her father's story gets told and hoping that she gets to see him come home one day written just last year now the next theory that you will hear about in this case is that Benjamin just walked away from his life people point out the fact that it's reported that his boss allegedly got a text from him calling off the day that he went missing and then you have that one article reporting that there was a sighting of him panhandling and some wonder if maybe he was just stressed again he was employed at a bank in 2008 when the U.S. was having a financial crisis. If that live journal that users have found is Benjamin, then yeah, in his post he did say, my job is safe for now, but there's also talks of him just being so tired. In the live journal that many believe to be his girlfriend's, She writes about how much Benjamin loved his daughter and how much he did to make sure his daughter didn't have to struggle and she could be okay. And it is said that when he disappeared, his daughter was possibly a senior in college at that time. And many wonder if, okay, that might have been the okay for him to finally be able to walk away from his life. Maybe he was just exhausted. He got her to the point that she graduated high school, got to the end point of college, and maybe that's all he could possibly take another theory is that maybe Benjamin did experience a mental break We have that one article that seems to imply that that's what the police think, but not only that, users have found who they believe to be his girlfriend's life journal, and she implies that he struggled with some things internally and struggled with depression at times, and users wonder if his mental health just took a toll on him, and that could have led to a multitude of possibilities of what happened. All we know is that since the fall of two thousand eight, no one has seen or heard from Benjamin, and no one knows what happened. He still has a daughter out there who loves him and wants to see her father again. I ask that if you have any information that could be of any help, that you call Crime Stoppers at 1000 Now. That is all the information I have for you on this case. And that is the last episode for Season 2, guys. Thank you so much for listening and so much for all of you for going out here and doing your own search on these cases, reposting their flyers, following up with your own episodes, spreading the news to your community. I'm sure the families of these missing individuals greatly appreciate the work that you guys, the listeners, are doing. I hope you guys have a beautiful and safe 2023 to come. As always, I ask that you guys be safe and be vigilant. And I'll see you guys in the new year. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.